Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, friends. Happy second week of this fabulous, sublime decade we are living in now. <laughs> this is Naz. It's Ashley. Lauren. And welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. We are so excited because for the first time ever, we are going to be recording a... This is kind of terrifying. We're going to be doing a live podcast in Los Angeles. It's Valentine's Day themed on February 6th. It'll be at the W Los Angeles West Beverly Hills. Tickets are on sale right now if you guys go to the bio in our Instagram at I Don't Get It Podcast. And if you're one of the first 25 people to buy tickets, you get a free heart sweater. It'll be sponsored by Amaryllis Apparel. And I Buy Direct will be giving out shades. And we may have special guests. Ashley, Lauren, how do you guys feel about doing this? Uh, live? I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little concerned. Wait, really? See, Lauren doesn't feed off of a live audience and i like i think i perform better under one you do yeah i feel like i speak clearer and i have more sense when i speak right like it's like the adrenaline it's yes, all we're live yes. like you can't really yeah. mess up oh my yeah synapses are firing yeah, yeah see the opposite opposite wait i didn't even think about how you have like somewhat of that's a why i haven't fright. been responding guys I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure i'm in not responded to an i don't get a text in three weeks <laughs> <laughs> you know so we've formulated this this episode without lauren yeah. as was thanks last week. for doing that guys yeah, yeah you're you know. welcome it'll be exciting though galentine's day also there's gonna be dessert bar drinks we'll have photo booth you can take pictures with us and frame it i mean who knows how much those are <laughs> that's, worth that's True. really conceited don't <laughs> i'm kidding put that on ebay lauren i can't hear myself am i is my i think we all good? sound pretty low and dull I don't know. Maybe our ears I are fine. Huh? Maybe, maybe my ears are, are okay. Did I tell you guys I have vertigo now? Yeah. You yeah. told us about that like two weeks ago. And then you also told me you were afraid that you kept forgetting everything and apparently forgot that you, you forgot that you already told me. I told you that I have vertigo. This is, wow. I'm dying. Okay. So what's the podcast about today? <laughs> okay. So our podcast today is I don't get surrogates. Surrogate? Surrogate. Surrogate. Okay. But everybody says surrogate. And I, but I, but for, you know, sake of being smart. We'll call them surrogates. Who says surrogate? I guess I do. That's it? <laughs> That's it. Oh. A surrogate. A surrogate. So I remember the first time I learned what a surrogate was. I was 12. My dad's good friend and his wife were having twins after trying to conceive, uh, you know, quote, normally for a while. Um, and then he told me as a 12 year old, the way back from something, I remember it was just my dad and I in the car 
And he was like, so Jeff and Lisa are having a baby, except she's not going to be carrying the baby, but it's going to be their biological baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> and my dad, as a 12-year-old, was like, his sperm went into he her said that? Egg, yeah, egg um, in a Petri dish. And then they implanted that embryo in another woman. And then I was like, Okay, I was like trying to be very mature and not geek out that my dad just said sperm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was 12 and I remember it still to this day because it is pretty fascinating science. It's so fascinating. We, I forgot how this idea came about. I'm so happy we're doing it. Obviously, we get it, but we don't get it. We get it, but like we don't get a lot of the emotions involved, I think. Scientifically, we do understand, but for you guys out there who may not understand it scientifically, we will also go through that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how it works, how you even pick someone. And today at work, um, someone asked me what we were talking about on the podcast today. And I was like, surrogacy. And I was like, it's so insane that a random, a stranger Mm -hmm. carries someone else's child for almost a year in their body. Uh, Yeah. I was talking about this at school today and they're like, would you ever do it? Would you ever carry? Would you ever carry? Um, And I'm thinking, hmm, that kind of puts you like off the market for like almost a year. And you're... (laughs) As like a single person. As like a single person. That's true. But then I was like, but how would someone who's married or in a relationship feel about you carrying someone else's baby? You know? So it's like either way, there's cons to it, kind of. Right. So who is the perfect candidate? A single person? A married person? I don't think it matters. I mean, it's just when you break it down, it's like biological it's like dna it's not like he's you're not like there's not a penis inserted into, I understand you know what i mean that. like no, it's just like still cells. It's cells. i think lauren means like it's uh, if you're in a partnership it obviously affects exactly. your partner like okay. it's not up to them you obviously your body your choice but you kind of have to like you have to run it by them run it by of them. course i mean there's a whole reason and i'm sure we'll get into it today that they're very well paid like I think there's a base payment in which it was interesting when Kim and Kanye um, used the surrogate twice. Um, I believe that they just they just paid the going rate. Like mm-hmm. it's like actually yeah. illegal or something. Uh, it's in the they can give surrogate, gifts though. Oh, okay. Rule book that you're not supposed you have to Straight pay a to certain, the pawn shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But so. isn't it like you said it's good? Isn't it like forty thousand? No. So what I hear is that it's like forty something thousand to like actually do the carrying of the baby, but then like you also provide their lifestyle for the entire their year, food, so, their, like, their rent. food, and like yeah, I think like right could be. In Included and stuff like Whoa. that because you're taking care of the mother. Right, so right. I think normally it gets close to a hundred thousand, right? With all those other things, yeah. taken in it. Wow, yeah. I mean that's a pretty good deal. I don't. Would you do it? I mean, no, because I don't think I'm going to be able to carry very well. I don't think it would be very natural or comfortable for me. Um, but I feel like my body could take it. <laughs> I uh, I think I'm. I don't feel like my body could, and I'd be scared to like use it no, on I mean, like, someone I, else and like not my first one. Does that I make think sense? Kim and Kanye's. I know we're just using this because the most famous yeah. one, yeah. but um, she had like three kids before, and I think she knew that she was good at doing. Oh it. well, that's actually a rule of surrogacy. Oh. Uh, so I learned that okay. you what had to have one of your own biological children first. Oh, oh, well, that's good to know. Okay, well then that makes me feel better. Then maybe I would do it. Okay, maybe. 
We'll yeah. see at the end of this podcast. Maybe I like guess. you need a little extra cash. You well, feel like you could help a family. Lauren and I always, well, I don't know that we always joke, but we have joked before about Lauren carrying a baby or me carrying a baby. And we both like for each other, if Aww. in the case. Like if you could. Like it was like in Friends. Wasn't like Phoebe? Phoebe yeah. carried her brother's yes. triplets. Yeah. Yes. I could see Lauren carrying your baby, Ashley. But like your then it gets baby. weird because then it's like my <laughs> husband's sperm is That's in why you. it will also, yes, that's all. Also weird, but that's also why I was where the Phoebe had her brother's yeah, sperm. Yeah. yeah, so we both we both established that if we needed a surrogate, we'd probably have Mora do it because mm-hmm. Mora is just definitely has the body to carry babies. Yeah. Birthing yeah. hips, yeah. Yeah. she's a birthing. Hips. She's gonna split the child mean? out. What does that mean? Just to have why? birthing hips? Why is that? Why is that better? Oh, let me teach you, well, Ashley. You know so much. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> so this week on Netflix, there is the new like you know on um, what's that show? Mm-hmm. Sex Explained. Sex Explained. Explained because yeah. normally they have the explained and now they have sex explained. So mm. we were talking about babies and adoption at dinner a couple weeks ago, last week, and then I saw <clears throat> pregnancy was one of the ones uh, the sex explained. So I click on it, and um, evolution has made it harder for us to deliver babies, but not other animals. So like you know, gorillas and stuff, the babies just kind of slip out of them. It's very not painful. Oh, wow. Um, But it's because our um, skeletons, they started to evolve up. And that way, like, everything is more condensed and tight in the... Less um, room for a baby to just slip out. Just slip out, yeah. Wow. That's like why giving my making a poopy, you use the potty, squatty potty, because you're more hunched and your legs are up. You're more like hunched. So if we're all more hunched, then... We would give more yeah. birds. <laughs> they were talking about. <laughs> they were talking about how, um, this is so funny. like, evolution made it so that, like, it's still more. It's more painful for us. We didn't evolve, like, you know, without pain, but we still are able to do it. Like, our bodies are capable of still doing it. Yeah. So, like, evolution's like, well, if they're still capable, it doesn't matter if it's painful. Mm. You just oh, have to go through it. Interesting. I love that fun fact. Yeah. Well, today we're gonna call. Veronica Bowers, who has been a surrogate three times, wow. and one of the times she um, gave birth to twins for a couple. Wow! And then she went and visited them a year so later. Do you I get believe more money that way. Oh my god, that's such a good question. So um, my no. mind just went to um, <laughs> such a dark place. Uh, with twins, like another one pops out, you're like, oh, that's another 40 grand. No, okay, so that's a great question that we need to ask her. So my dad's friends who had the surrogate, yeah. they had twins. Right. They're fraternal. So so that means that I think they purposely, well, purposely actually are fraternal? Did, no, 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 no. So that means fraternal was that there was two eggs and right. they one were both like fertilized, the, Yeah. right? So like they both implanted, both fertilized eggs implanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, identical twins is when the egg is together, splits, yeah, and duplicates. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, this lady either was implanted, they shot, to, for lack of a better term, they shot up a couple of embryos and multiple ones stuck. And we want, I wonder if they intended to have multiple ones stick, right? Or whether or not, you know, yeah, if it's split or if it was, if two stuck. Yeah. yeah, or like, was their intention to have twins, or was their intention to have one and then two, ac- you know, accidentally quote quote right. implanted? 
Okay, friends, so I figured this would be a great way to tell the both of you that I actually went on a date this past Saturday. Um, he's really funny. He was really good looking. Really? I kind of thought he looked better in his photos because the moment he smiled, I noticed that his teeth weren't in his photos. Oh, and there's a reason why? I mean, he clearly doesn't have quip. Yes. <laughs> Because quip this, and just so everyone knows, this actually cleanest. happened, and I feel terrible. I'm definitely gonna go on a second date because I have to look past that, right? I don't know. Is yeah. Well, just hand him over one of the quips you got because I, I know you have multiples. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, if you don't know what quip is, it is the electronic toothbrush that you need in your life. But they have so many more products that you may not know about. They have the toothbrush. They have refillable floss and anti-cavity toothpaste. Yes, there are some new things over at Quip. Um, one of our friends works at Quip, and she was telling us all about their new floss. And one of the things that we actually have never talked about before, which I would love to share with you guys, because I'm sure a lot of people listening have kids, and on the topic of surrogacy they have a kids brush and the new brush is the same as their original version just tweaked for size down little mouths and kids are inspired to that was very cuteness thanks they're inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products that the adults in their life use and they're proud to use quip to learn good habits early and plus they'll be like the cool kid on the playground obviously um so guys Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. That's That's amazing. You guys know, um, we've said it before, our favorite parts about Quip are the fact that you can stick it to your mirror. It's very travel friendly, including this nice little container that just slips in so you don't have to worry about the germs that are on the vanity, you know, by the sink or flushing toilets and then poopy being sprayed on it. Mm, Very nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's gross. And if you go to getquip.com slash get it right now you'll get your first refill for free that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash get it spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash get it quip the good habits company i am and so not educated in this field of um i mean medically in general like i don't know what anything's called but do you i mean i guess this could be a question for the surrogate is it ivf if you are having a surrogate yeah it's ivf 100 percent. right there's um, no other to, way well you have to go and harvest the egg right. and then you have to you know create the embryo in like the right. petri dish so so yes. then to answer that question that you and i just had for each other if it's <laughs> ivf then they would know Right? Because can't you technically... Well, my my question is, when you do shoot up <laughs> multiple embryos, this is your, so it's your, smart luck, of us it's your luck of the right draw now. on how many actually implant. Okay. So, like, did they just shoot up one embryo or did they shoot up a couple and saw how many were going to stick? Got it. All right. Let's ask her well, for uh, a better, well, right, a we're better gonna call Veronica, And then after we speak to Veronica, we're going to speak to a couple who currently has a surrogate and are expecting their baby later this month. Very exciting. We'll see how they're feeling. All right. Okay, guys. We have Veronica Bowers on the line. Veronica, I guess first start, a, first start by telling us what a surrogate is and how you sort of like came into this journey of being one. Totally. I'm happy to talk about that. So um, a surrogate, a a gestational surrogate is somebody that carries a baby for somebody else. So I'm not genetically related to that baby. It's not my egg. Um, I'm I'm just the oven. And, um, you know, surrogacy is nothing I'd ever thought about before in my life. I... Um, I worked as an executive for an international airline and had become a stay-at-home mom after my daughter was born. And I just happened to watch a documentary one night about surrogacy. 
And the wheels just started turning. And I went to my husband and I said, hey, you know, I want to do this. I love being pregnant and I could help a family. Let's do it. And so the next day I found Northwest Surrogacy Center and filled out their online um, intake form. And that was it. That was my, that was me moving forward with surrogacy. So you've, deli- you've had uh, three, you've, you've been a surrogate for three couples now? I've been a surrogate for two families. Two families. Um, I had twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turned six in April and they live in Paris. And then I had a baby girl that lives in Australia with her dads. Amazing. So my, um, we were just talking You're just about having this international before. children. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about uh, this before you got on the phone with twins. Did the parents mm-hmm. intend on having twins or did two embryos implant in you? Um, because they, for lack of a better term, shot up a couple embryos. <laughs> she talks about it like it's like meth. I know. I, I have no other way. I have no other term to use. Yeah. No, it's a great term. It works. Um, no. So um, I worked with um, gay couples mm-hmm. both times. Mm-hmm. And so with my first couple, they both wanted to be genetic fathers. And so actually they picked an egg donor. And um, so the girls are related via their egg donor, mm-hmm. but they have different dads. Aww. And so we very intentionally were trying for twins, which I do not recommend. And we actually don't do twins anymore at Northwest Surrogacy Center. Um, Wait, why? But you guys know what now. So it's so risky. It's so hard on your, on the surrogate's body. It's like more, you know, the twins are likely going to be in the NICU there's just, it's just not necessary anymore. The science is so good with these fertility clinics that you're, you're going to get a baby just putting one embryo in. And that was a little different six years ago when I started this process, you know, there was like a 30% chance that they would both stick. And now it's like, and don't quote me on these exact numbers, but it's a much likely higher percentage that if you put one embryo in, it's going to stick. So just stick with one. Um, and insurance was different back then too. I mean, insurance plays a huge role in surrogacy, not to bore you all with insurance, but um, it was a lot easier to get babies insured then. Um, and now it's not. It's hard for international families to get insurance for their babies. When you, you and, have international, do they like send the embryo across the sea or do you go across the sea? Neither, actually. They come to the U.S. and oh, they have embryos okay. created in the United States. Okay. So can they not do that in their own country? No, in Aus- in France, actually, surrogacy is illegal. So, yeah. Whoa, I did not yeah. know that. Why would that yeah. be? That's, yeah. well, I mean, different places, different, different trucks, different trucks. You know? <laughs> yes, but like, <laughs> if I say the right it's such a helpful uh, opportunity. I mean, yeah. you know, there's people are highly religious and, you know, don't like it when, you know. So, but to people, answer my question God, earlier... Um, when they were trying for twins, did they push up two different embryos? They did. Yeah, they put two embryos in me, one from yeah. each dad. And normally you would just um, try with one embryo and it's just like regular IVF in the way that like you hope it takes, but it's not, a, obviously it's not a guarantee. It's actually pretty uh, slim margin, right? No, it's actually really good margins. I mean, the odds of one embryo sticking are so high now. Especially because a lot of people are using egg donors and egg donors are all super young, healthy. You know, you get so many eggs from them. 
Um, and then a lot of parents are also pre-genetically testing embryos, which means they know the genetic makeup of those babies before they're five, you know, before that embryo is six days old. And so, you know, they know they're not putting any, any embryos in that, you know, have the wrong chromosome count or a number of other things. This is wild. Like, it's just like the science of making humans. It's so wild. I'm interested, obviously we'll talk more about the science part of it, Veronica, but like emotionally when Mm -hmm. you had your first surrogate child, sorry, is there a term for, for the surrogate baby or? I just call them my surrobabes. Okay. So when you have your first surrobabes, how did you feel? I feel like this is a one question. Like, did you feel connected to it? Did you not want to give it away? Like, how, how did you actually feel? Um, I didn't feel like I didn't want to give them away. I, I, I felt very bonded with them, though. I felt so connected. I mean, I'd been growing them in my body for nine months. I, I knew each of their personalities so well at that point. But I had also bonded really well with my intended parents. Mm-hmm. And I knew how badly they wanted this baby. And we'd been working on it together for over a year. I mean, this was the big moment that I'd been waiting for was to hand them their babies. Um, and so I was really excited for them to take the girls. I was super excited to go home and get a full night's sleep mm-hmm. and not have to worry and have that stress of a newborn. I didn't want more babies. Yeah, that's I true. You get the Definitely joy without the stress of right. lack of sleep. Right. That's beautiful, yeah. Veronica. Okay, so while we're on the topic about taking care of things um, such as babies, I am so excited to talk to you guys about this next sponsor because I have actually bought in so much product you from Botten. I used to say Botten all the time. Oh my too. god, guys! Sorry, I was gonna do this one on my own. Sorry, we yeah. chimed in. Okay, you so- can't bot in something. <laughs> I'm I so sorry. Okay, so I bought a lot of shampoo and conditioner and hair masks from Pros. P R O S E. Pros is revolutionary i remember sitting down at my desk last december like thinking to myself should i invest in this and it is my hair in a year i posted on my instagram about my hair has improved so much just because of this product it is shampoo and conditioner and other hair products and masks customized to you and when i say customized the customization is through the roof i'm talking they want to know where you live they take in consideration the type of air quality that is in los angeles what type of hair i have what color it is everything and it's customized exactly to me and my favorite smell that they have is called fruit of um i could go on and on pros just knows that there's more to you than just your hair type they've given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair questionnaire which is how i got started which i just told you guys about and with their algorithm and over 50 billion formula combinations pros determined a unique blend of ingredients to treat my exact concerns so like i told you guys i have the mask i have the shampoo and conditioner i'm going to try the dry shampoo if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care that you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. So come on, just try it. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Literally, your name is on it, on the label. It's so cool. You get a free consultation and 20% off your first order today. All you have to do is go to pros.com slash get it. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash get it for a free consultation and 20% off. You're welcome and your hair will thank you. Botten. Bot. <laughs> what about postpartum? Like, I know a lot of women, ha- you know, we've had women who have given birth on the podcast before. They talk about, you know, mm-hmm. going through postpartum. Ha- like, does that happen? And are you like 10 times more sad because now you, you no longer have what was just inside of you? 
No, you know, I think actually, I, so I end up talking to a lot of women through surrogacy. I actually um, run our surrogate support groups through our agency, just so women have people that they can really connect with and talk to about all of these things. And we actually find that women going through surrogacy, at least with us, recover so much faster and feel so much better after surrogacy because you're not sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're really taking really good care of your body from the very moment you give birth. You know, you're eating well, you're sleeping, you're showering. Um, and you're, you're just so happy for the family you created. I mean, you're, you're so you, you euphorically happy, which is the only way I can really describe it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, a- there's, I mean, just giving someone something that they didn't have. It's just like, you know, if you're volunteering, but I'm sure like tenfold or a thousandfold. So that's amazing. It, yeah, I really went into it thinking like, this is my good karma deposit for the rest of my life. For like, real. If I, if I can do one good thing, this is it. And Did, did you have good, uh, good births both times? Uh, really interesting births both times. Um, my own two children you know, we're born right at 40 weeks and they were, you know, both the same size and, um, you know, vaginal deliveries. And then the twins came and they were transverse. So it was a C-section and that was my first one. Um, so it was not expected, but it, it was fine. Ooh, did um, you want to get one? Well, no, <laughs> no, I was terrified. I mean, I was begging the doctor, like, please just check again. I'm pretty sure they flipped. Check again. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And then what but about the second? The second one, I was really hoping to have a VBAC, um, but she just, I was not dilating fast enough for her. And um, I had actually been out boating that day that she, I went into labor with her. So her water broke in the water and I didn't know it. Oh, and yeah. And so I started having really intense labor and contractions and I drove myself straight to the hospital and um had her just she had to just come quick so so do the parents like they know around your due date and they fly there or are they there the whole time like you're pregnant no so they actually try to come about two weeks before your 40 week due date okay so were they there when you gave birth both times neither of mine were oh (laughs) wait that's like pressure off though right kind of (laughs) kind of yeah I do think that everything happens for a reason and I really loved like getting a day with the babies just to love them and see their little faces and you know just look at them without having to share them I guess um this is so it's like such a funny weird cool beautiful strange thing yeah that's um, pretty well put <laughs> wait I, I wanted to ask you mentioned boating uh-huh so do they like restrictions yeah do yeah. they restrict like what you're allowed to do like do they know you were on a boat are they like you're not you can only eat this you have to live here you're not allowed to go on helicopters like what's yeah, the deal die and exercise like are you mandated to like exercise a certain yeah like of can hours you not go not, to mcdonald's like yeah. what's the deal organic only non-gmo <laughs> <her> answer <laughs> Oh, that'd be the worst. I don't know if I could do surrogacy if somebody told me that. Um, you know, sometimes intended parents do request, like, can she, you know, she please not dye her hair during pregnancy or we really want her to eat organic, but none of that's in a contract. And so I have to do what my contract says. Hmm. Um, Does your contract- my contract says I had to follow doctor's orders. So anything that my doctor said I could do, I did. My doctor told me I could spray tan and eat sushi. So, <laughs> um, so I totally did. It was, no, it was... 
it was a, like a really great pregnancy, actually. They were both just super chill. Um, even my twin pregnancy, I just felt so good throughout both of them. Um, there is a long period of time when you're doing IVF where you can't have sex with your partner. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. So, so that's something that changed. Um, because there's this, you know, you're taking all these hormones and IVF meds and there's this like extreme fear of you getting pregnant with your own baby. And so you can't have sex for a certain period of time before your embryo transfer. Yeah. So like you be like, we're pregnant. Just kidding. I had sex with my husband. Yo, is that, have people done that? Like trying to have someone else's kid and then end up having theirs? (laughs) Yo, that's a great lifetime movie. (laughs) That's like actually crazy. And then you accidentally give away your own (gasps) flesh and blood. Yo, write that down. We're making that movie. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, that's terrible, but. Okay, wait, I've got a question um, about husbands. So how did your husband feel and when you when you were showing interest in doing this and then my part b to that is did he at all feel weird that there was like another man's sperm in some way or another in you uh my husband is super chill and he is just so supportive of me and he just was like whatever you want to do i'll support it um I, he never actually said that there was anything weird about somebody else's genetic makeup being inside of me. You know, luckily there wasn't any sperm. It's not like, like you know. semen is floating in you. I, yeah, I get yeah. It. <laughs> was exactly. it Veronica? Was this your decision, or did you guys make the decision together? It was. Oh, that's tough. So I'm a very forward, like type A person. I definitely was like, I want to do this, and my husband probably knew, like, well, there's no stopping that. So. I'll jump on this bandwagon. But before you, I mean, really, really start, he definitely had to be on board. I would not have been able to move forward with surrogacy if my husband hadn't been in full support of it. All right. I'm just going to say it because I know we've all been there. We have all been on a date where we have absolutely nothing in common with the person we are out with. We have wasted makeup countless amazing outfits on these people that just are not going to be in our lives and i've just had enough and people need to know about okcupid because it's about to change your life 2020 new year new you okcupid has really changed the dating game by asking you tons of questions about yourself and what type of person you're looking for so you don't have to find yourself in that situation that i just described the more questions you answer the better they are at finding you matches that you have something in common with some of my favorite questions that they ask are are you a morning person that is very important to me because i am are you a cord cutter could you date someone who didn't believe in reproductive rights what's a bigger deal sharing your bed or history in bed and you know the uh the really important ones like you know do you like duncan or starbucks and by the way okay cupid works it's the most mentioned dating app in the new york times wedding section really really that's very interesting yeah and you know that's where i spend my sundays reading and okay cupid is the only app in the world that can match you on a range of issues that you care about from how important a good margarita is to how you feel about climate change So stop the mindless time on dating apps and go to the app where you choose what matters. OkCupid is free, guys, so I don't even have to give you one of those super long URLs or a code. Download OkCupid today. It is free. Go on a great date this week and then DM me on Instagram and let me know how it went. You're welcome for your wedding. What are the qualifications of being a surrogate? So let's say I want to be one tomorrow. Where do I go? And what do I have to have or not have? What's like the perfect... Um, Our perfect surrogate? Yeah. Um, well, so to be a surrogate, you have to have a history of a healthy pregnancy. Um, and it has to be at least your most recent pregnancy. Okay. Um, 
So, I mean, that's probably the major qualifier. Um, You have to have a BMI that is, is, um, I I don't remember what the exact number is, but it has to be within a healthy weight limit. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I wouldn't make it then. Shut up. You have to be over four feet foot 11, which I think is kind of funny. That is interesting. Um, Wait, Why? Yeah, is that weird? I don't know. And these are the things that the fertility clinics actually probably easier require. to carry if you're if you're taller than that. Mm. Like maybe if you That's have to carry a very heavy baby, <laughs> or like know. Norwegian genetics. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and you have to be over twenty-one and under forty. Under forty. Okay, that was my next question. Was the age limit? Um, okay, so. A lot of people out there think of surrogacy as a way to make money. Is totally. that uh, is that like a, a faux pas? Is that like a, what is it called? Is that like a, a wives' tale type of thing? No, I definitely think that there might be some people out there that try to pursue surrogacy for quick money. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing quick about the money you make yeah, in quick surrogacy. Money? Yeah. Wait, money. Actually, when do you get it? Do you yeah. get like half in the beginning and then half when it's born? How does that work? So, um, you get your base compensation, which is negotiated, which is a Northwest surrogacy center has a base compensation and it's nothing that you can negotiate that dollar amount. What is that Um, amount? So for a first time surrogate in the state of California, it's 42,000 and I live in Oregon. And so for me, um, the base compensation is 37,000. So it's relative to what, like the socioeconomic, you know, what it is in that state area. Yeah, kind of. And we work in you know, Washington and Colorado as well. And it's the same as Oregon. So anyway, if my base was $37,000, I would start my escrow account. So there's an escrow agent that holds that money. Um, They release it in, in monthly increments based on how far pregnant you are. So when you have your heartbeat confirmation, which is at six weeks, five days pregnant, you get your first installment of $3,700. Wait, sorry. Say that again. After so they found the heartbeat, once soon. they hear the heartbeat, then she gets the first installment. Wow, right? That's so right. crazy. Wait, so my mind just went to like a really I know a what if dark you place. So you miscarry, yeah. yeah if you miscarry or something unfortunate happens, then yeah. what? Well, that's probably why they pay you by how many weeks pregnant you are. Mm. And so, if you go in for a ten week, so at first. By the way, you are getting ultrasounds very regularly. I mean, you get one at six weeks, five days. You get one right around eight or nine weeks. You get another one at 10 weeks, at 12 weeks. I mean, and then it's just like a normal pregnancy once you're released from your fertility clinic. Um, but they're really checking and making sure that baby is okay. But if you went in at 12 weeks and there was no heartbeat, they would pay you for 12 weeks pregnant. Mm, that's Got very it. sad. And when do you get the last installment? As the second you deliver, the Pop, second like, they give you a check, like here, like literally, they hand you the baby account. and they here's your first <laughs> meal and your check. Talk about a direct deposit. <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's a direct deposit. You let your agency know. I, you know, I called my case manager, like, hey, I had the baby, and she was like, great, I'm on the phone with your escrow agent. He's going to transfer the funds now. So you said that, that that's your base salary. So then. Isn't there like another big lot of money that comes your way, like if to support your lifestyle? So you do get, um, we call it ice cream money in the surrogacy world. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I once want we ice sign cream our, money. right? <laughs> once we sign our contract with our intended parents, we start getting $200 a month. And that's just for miscellaneous expenses. That's for, I have morning sickness and I can't eat anything but 
you know, chicken nuggets or whatever it is that, you you know, your lifestyle changes when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. or you're eating more food and you, you want to eat, you know, more salads from this one place. It's for those kind of changes. 200 a month. Uh-huh. Wait a second. No. I thought you got like fifty thousand dollars to support. Yeah, before a we called you, we were like, oh, it, it comes out to like a like hundred thousand. That's about how much all the total process of surrogacy, I think, costs oh. intended parents. Because but like doctors and cost stuff? parents, but not oh, what you're putting parents. in your pocket. That makes sense. Correct. Because yeah. they pay so for the they doctor. They have to go to the IVF. They have to go through that whole expensive process. Do they pay for your gas money? <laughs> They do. So if I have to travel to my fertility clinic, which is, you know, an hour and a half away, they pay me mileage and anything related to the pregnancy. So I get money for maternity clothes and but I not get money all your for, food. No, no. I mean, I still have to live my normal life and yes. those I can't expense every time I go out to eat. So eating for two like isn't a thing you can write it like at the end of every receipt. <laughs> no, no, sadly, no. So you're making so like, let's just pretend well, you have a day job, right, Veronica? Like, you, this is on top of you yeah. working, so you're correct. This is yeah. yeah so yeah. So like okay. So say, let's just pretend like you get like thirty nine thousand. So okay. you, that's that's pretty much what you see if you carry somebody's child. Thirty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but really, you're you're getting paid in in your soul soul food that you're getting from this, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and it's it so nice. Get- it's such a nice thing to do in the world for someone else. Can while I ask you're also a question money. that's, I don't, I don't know if it's related, but egg donors, do you know mm-hmm. like what the qualifications to be an egg donor is? I don't off the top of my head, sadly. I've never Would you been ever an do that? Donor. Lauren's on Craigslist as we're I know, speaking. right? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I would ever do egg donation. Yeah. That's so different. different. That's like your DNA. DNA. Yeah. 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 It is. It's just so much different for women to give their eggs and men to like donate their sperm. But right? Is it? it? I feel it's different. I don't know why. Why? Because it's more invasive to get the egg maybe. Hmm. It is funny though, because I think like there's two mentalities out there and I know some really amazing egg donors personally and they're fantastic and they think gosh I, you know donating my eggs no problem but i could never be a surrogate i think surrogates have that opposite mindset of i could never donate my eggs but exactly. i would love to carry somebody's baby Aww. yeah i think and i would i think if i had one i would be a surrogate i would do that for if someone i had that a pick, I'd be a after talking too. to you veronica i think at first i was like fuck that <laughs> but now it seems like something like it seems like such a generous thing to do so once upon a time, I met a guy in paradise, and then three years later, we got engaged on the same beach, no and then way. we got married a summer after that, and I'll tell you this, the whole thing was stressful, but, but they lived the, happily ever after. Yes, but the wedding planning part doesn't have to be stressful, because there's this new place to go, it's called Zola, and according to a recent Zola survey, 96% of couples think that planning their wedding is stressful and 86 percent suffered stress induced symptoms like insomnia breaks breakouts and a lower sex drive because they're planning their wedding is that crazy if it sounds accurate to you zola is here to help so zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites registries invitations and a guest list manager all in one place i gotta say the guest list is one of the most stressful components of a wedding you don't want to offend people 
people and then like there are people RSVPing and then there are people who are not RSVPing and then you have some maybes and all that. Well, Zola has a guest list manager, which is a game changer. They also um, can help you do your wedding website and in a 2020 wedding, you definitely need a wedding website. It helps People find all the information they're going to need from registry to directions and local hotels and transportation and all that stuff. They have hundreds of gorgeous designs and you can create the website with a custom URL and password protection in case you're really private about your wedding location and all that. It's right there with Zola. In addition to all this, it is the highest rated registry of all time plus they have a great they have a great section that's going to help you create beautiful affordable invitations so right now you can go to zola.com that is z-o-l-a.com slash get it and use our promo code save 50 that is s-a-v-e five zero to get 50 percent off your save the dates you can also get a free personalized paper sample before you do do this purchase. And again, that is 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash get it promo code save 50. We were talking about before you got on if um, having birthing hips makes you a good candidate. <laughs> do you have birthing hips? We don't take any measurements. <laughs> but, but let's say they're pretty good. But I got birthing hips. Nice. So. Yeah. No, it's been really cool. I mean, I am, I'm really connected to all the families that I helped create. I mean, I, I love those kids. Um, it feels a lot like, you know, how I love my own nephews. I love the girls the same way. Um, And the parents are cool with you being in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. They are. Yeah. I went into it with the expectations of, I really want to be part of their lives forever. Like if I'm going to carry a baby for you, I I want to see them grow up. I want pictures. I want to be able to come visit. Like these are things that are important to me. And the parents I worked with wanted those same things. How old are Um, the kids you carried at this point? So the twins turn six in April and I'm actually flying out for their birthday, which I do every year. Oh, to Paris. Yes. That's so fabulous. It's really fun. It's amazing. Um, And then Maya turns three. No, Maya is three. I've had too many kids. My three. Yeah, so, turns- yeah, so how many kids have you had total? Five. Five. Five, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um so you get to visit them. Is that kind of in your contract initially, like an open no. adoption would be? No. No. No, we can't write any types of relationships or feelings into a contract. Um we're just I'm really lucky that I worked with some really great parents that we just had really great mutual respect and um you know, we work really hard to stay in each other's lives. This is so informative and what you're doing is so like insane and courageous. I love it. How if people are listening and they want to potentially learn more information about becoming a surrogate, where can they go and where can they find you? Um, I would go to northwestsurrogacycenter.com and they can fill out the online intake form there. Um, there's a lot of really good information out there. And there's some great documentaries and blogs and Facebook groups for women um, but I'm partial to Northwest Surrogacy Center and it's a really great place to start. So people should totally check it out. I have one last really important question for you. How did mm-hmm. you explain to your own children what was happening to your body and how the baby that came out of you no longer was going to live in your house? 
That's such a good question. Um, so my son, when I had the twins, my son was four and my daughter was one. So she did not get it at all. Like mm-hmm. she recognized one day she could sit on my lap and then one day she all of a sudden couldn't. And then she could again. Um, <laughs> but my, my son was like, so there's going to be two babies. Where are they going? And I worked really hard to build my kids' relationship with my intended parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew them and they, I just told them, you know, they're Bruno and Christoph's babies. And my son Aww. asked like one time, you know, well, are they going to live with us? And I said, well, buddy, we got a three bedroom house. You have a bedroom. <laughs> Stella has a bedroom. I have a bedroom. Like <clears throat> where would we put a baby? And he was like, oh, you're right. That's so funny. Aww. Wait, yeah. how many more times do you want to be a surrogate? I'm done. I yeah. I am done. I I loved carrying babies and if I had a family member that really couldn't have a baby, I would totally carry a baby for them, but other than that, I'm done. All right. Well, Veronica, you were incredible. We are going to call um a couple now who's expecting a baby from a surrogate later this month. Any questions that you think we should ask them? Oh, that's great. I would just ask them how the process has been, you know, where, where they're at, how, how long they've been thinking about this, um, how their relationship is with their Mm. surrogate, what they see that relationship being like later. Those are all, it's so, it's such an emotional process. I think that people on the outside just really don't see that until they're, you know, somebody tells them about it and it just is really beautiful. All right. Thank you so much. You're a fantastic guest. It was so informative. Yeah. Thank you. It was great talking to you. All right. Bye. 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 So what do you guys think? Would you do it? That was so, that was really, really interesting. I know. Learned that was so informative. It's, I was shocked to find out that you can't be, you have to be taller than 4'11". <laughs> I'm still shocked that you need to have a baby beforehand. No, I think I'm that's great. I think that's really important. That's such a security. Yeah. No, I get it. Why? But like, can I do it now? You want to do it, Lauren. Oh, <laughs> Lauren, you want to be Lauren, you'd be such a good surrogate. Oh, I know. You would be, except for like all the fast food. I was just going to say, food, if you yeah. held my baby, no Burger King Ugh, yeah. whatsoever. Fine. I'm not even going to eat Burger King with my own baby and me. Well, you're plant-based now. We'll so. see how long that will last when you're pregnant. I don't, like, know. I, know, right? <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I really like. I really feel like autism may have to do... I may be a little Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. I mean, like linked to Redney. I think think, um, it might be like related to pesticides. It's definitely, I don't believe what, you know, she says about vaccines, but I really think that pesticides may have something to do with it. I mean, I think there's massive, there's a shit ton of shit on all our food. There's a lot of disgusting. There's a lot of reasons that we have to figure out why it's the rate has gone up so significantly in the past couple of decades. There's something that we've been doing to our environment. 100%. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I would, I think if I had my kids and I was done and I don't know if I'd go out of my way, but I think if a friend Mm -hmm. or family member came up to me and was like, I cannot have one, I think it would actually feel amazing to do that for another person. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Definitely would consider it after my children. You guys, Rothy's has us do ads every week because you guys keep buying them. And why do you keep buying them? Because I'm an amazing spokesperson for Rothy's. (laughs) 
Okay. You're basically <laughs> Meghan Markle. I'm basically Meghan Markle who did wear Rothy's ones and then they sold out like basically forever. Everybody wants to get their hands. Everybody wants to get their hands on Rothy's. And that's because they are the only flat that I've ever experienced that doesn't cut up the back of my ankle. They're so comfortable. They're made from recycled water bottles. So you're doing great things for the planet as well. And they come in different styles, so like shapes, you know, there's pointed toe, rounded toe, loafer, all that. And then they also come in a whole bunch of different colors and patterns. They have new stuff coming on the site all the time. They're stylish, they're comfortable, and you can wear them with pants, jeans, um, you can wear them to work, you can wear them on a date, you can wear them to the gym, you can wear them with a dress. It's like, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm telling you, Again, because yes, I know I've told you before, but I've had friends, Lizzie, steal them out of my closet because they are the most life-changing flats there are. So head over to Rothy's right now. That is R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash get it to get your new favorite flats, comfort, style, and sustainability all in one place. Rothy's dot com slash get it today. All right, so should we're going to call Stephanie Ray now. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she's with her husband, and they're expecting their baby girl at the end of January. So yeah. let's see how they're doing. Hey, guys. Okay, so we have Stephen and Stephanie on the line, and they, like Naz said, are expecting their first baby in January via surrogate. And I'm so excited for you guys. Is this your Thank first you time um, as uh, using a surrogate? It is. It's our first baby and first time using a surrogate. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. Wait, how are you guys feeling right now? Stephanie first and then Steven. It's like a nervous excitement. Like, we both haven't been really around infants much, so it's going to be a whole new experience. So... Um, are Wait, you- Steven, how do you feel? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel good. I think it's surprisingly calm and, like, re- ready for it. You know, we plan as much as we can, and then we'll... we'll- ride the adventure <laughs> you guys sound psyched i know i, I feel Which like can you be my parents like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like my parents were like so mad <laughs> we're scared <laughs> wait steven um how do you feel that uh another woman walking around in the world is going to give birth to your child is that weird at all for you no i think what was so incredible in this situation was her family was actually a fam- already a family friend of ours, oh. and we met her and her husband. We took them out to dinner. We got to know their family, their lovely family. So they're friends, and she, it, it, it was it felt so natural in an odd way, and it really it, it felt it felt good the entire way. And she's the sweetest and most humble person, and we we all have a great relationship. So I know this might be a little bit of a sensitive subject, but you guys did agree to come on here. So I think you're expecting the question. Why is it that you had to choose surrogacy? Absolutely. No, that's a valid question. Um, I am actually considered high risk. Um, I was premature. And so I had a lot of health issues as a kid. And so um, I would be able to technically get pregnant, but they advised, you know, the last three months I'd probably be in the hospital and on oxygen. And so it was actually something that I had brought up to Steven, even like on our first date, like, Hey, this is kind of an option of what would be our future. If this is what you're okay with, you know, and kind of take it or leave it. And, um, that was kind of the best option that we decided in the way to have a blood child of our own. 
So your Pump first, the wait a second. So your first date. So you just kind of knew well, that Stephen was your it guy. Was, it was a little bit unique. I I actually. Where are you from? Are you cool with surrogates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I actually hired a matchmaker. Oh my god! Wait, you guys are oh so. God. Can you send me a picture of you? I just want to hang out oh, my yes. door or fridge. It was. It was. Uh, you know, I was. Thir- was I thirty? I think yeah, I was we were thirty. 30 and I'm like, you know, I'm ready to. <laughs> Get serious and put some resources into this. And there was a great uh, program that eHarmony used to have where you could hire people that would help you and search with you and you would talk to them about things you wanted. And they helped me find a number of great matches. And Stephanie was my very first match I actually ever got. And only match. And so and only match. My heart is so full. No, it's exploding. My heart's I can't even love. talk right now. <laughs> What? Have you guys been on like Good Morning America? <laughs> I know, like a stable, normal couple. Like you sound like joyous. You just sound perfect. Oh, you guys are cute. Well, congratulations to you, Ashley, too. We Aww. followed your journey, so we're happy for you. Thank you for doing Their that. Their journey wasn't as sweet. seamless. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about how the past uh, nine months, pretty much, has been following the pregnancy, your your baby in somebody else's body. And while you're answering that, maybe things that you didn't expect along the way that yeah. came up. Um, it's been it's been awesome. We I go to all of her appointments with her. Um, like Steven said, we've developed a really good relationship and close relationship. And that was what was important to me too, is to have a relationship with someone that was going to be carrying our child versus kind of going through an agency and not really knowing that person, you know, and kind of having that connection as our daughter grows up and knowing how important this person was in her life and our life. So, right. So it's a family friend. So no agency. So does that mean you just, mm-hmm. you just like pay her on your own? Like you just Venmo yeah. her? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> like how does it work? Well, so you hire uh, an independent attorney and the attorney okay. um, had a lot, has had a lot of experience with agencies and independent. And um, he said, yeah, I can absolutely do do the uh, legal work for this. Uh, and we said, I know it's not normal, but he said, no, I've done it before. It's no, it's not, it's probably like 20% of the time. It's not, it's not rare, but it's not as frequent as an agency. But he said, yeah, it happens. So would you say that perhaps Kim and Kanye did it that route? Sorry, that was our crazy dog. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're even more perfect. Excuse us. <laughs> Ashley, what did you say? So would the, the private route be what we would expect Kim and Kanye to have gone through? And are you, um, is it, is that a way for surrogates to be paid more than they would through your standard agency? That's interesting. I think they would. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it varies. You have to negotiate it yourself. And I guess they can either be higher because you know them and you can follow them and be with them and that can have a lot more involved or it could potentially be lower because they they're doing it out of a labor of love or they see it as a you know, a service and they're really looking to help you. So I I think it can go both ways. I am. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Fascinated right now, um, just coming off watching Marriage Story and just legal and love and everything. How did? How, what was the negotiation process like? Because, I mean, th- this person's bringing your child into the world. So it seems like such a high like you bar. would just want to give them anything I they ask for. I almost feel like they could ask for anything in the world and you'd have to be like, fuck, okay. Well, I think what, what helped was um, having full transparency mm-hmm. and spending time looking online at what is average and what's reasonable and ha- taking them out to dinner and demonstrating that we want to do what it takes. And at the same time, this is what we found independently. And what are your thoughts? And there were really no issues about it. It was pretty straightforward. Did you, so she obviously had had kids before because that is one of the normal but requirements. Is that a requirement for an for agency? Private, or not it sure. is. Yeah. She has three boys of her own and she's had really healthy pregnancies. So that was another great qualification for her. I mean, she had to go through extensive tests as well before she could even be approved. So uh, another private question: Because you do, you know, create the embryo out of the body, and you're able mm-hmm. to do a lot of chromosomal tests, did you gender select? We did not actually. We went back and forth about it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> are you happy with the outcome? <laughs> we are. We have a little girl coming, so absolutely. Oh, so, oh my uh, god. That, no, I'm so jealous of her because already. we thought it could go both ways. You know, if you said, well, if there was one girl and four boys and then you picked the girl and then it didn't take and you thought, wait, whoops, or it was, you know, it, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought at some point we should at some well, I point, play God, you know, yeah, I know we're playing God the whole way. Yeah. And then maybe at that point we stop. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get to the pearly gates and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm like, not using okay, this area code anymore. <laughs> Um, when do do you plan on having the surrogate as part of your child's life for the you know their well, future? Yeah, she's a family friend, which I know yeah, I know the answer and, to it basically. Yeah, yes. and that's what was so important is yeah. I mean, she's been carrying our daughter, and we want her to know like, hey, this is the woman that you know helped create life for you, and she's amazing, and we have a great connection with her. So yeah, it's she's gonna be like an aunt in a sense. So can we ask what um the ballpark was as far as payment goes if you guys are comfortable with answering that if not that's totally fine yeah you know it's funny i actually don't um i don't i'm trying to remember off the top of my head the um, full yeah, or like the, from the, the from surrogacy to yeah um, it's probably 
like my IVF. Oh, you know what, though? We should probably be careful just because of her legal mm-hmm. contract. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's totally fine. Mind, we we had, before we called you guys, we actually had a surrogate on. Um, so she sort of walked us through that. So so tell us where you're at now. What is the expectant date and how that's going to go down? Are you guys going to be in the room? Does she call you? Like, how does that all work? As far as we know, we're going to be in the room. I mean, if anything crazy is to happen, that's her decision of if she wants us in there or not. Um, but we're about three weeks out. Jan 29th is the tentative due date. So I'm so yeah. excited for you. Guys. I'm very excited. I know. What's yeah. her name? Can you share with us? Do you know yet? Our baby's name? Yeah. Yes, London Elizabeth. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, I love what that. a name. I She's going to be famous. I once knew Elizabeth <laughs> London. That's funny. Uh, oh. Ashley, that's so random. I knew Elizabeth cool London. London. That's so funny. <laughs> But I like I like your order better. Thanks. So my, my final question to you, and I don't think this will be odd for you, especially since you know the surrogate is going to be part of her life. Mm-hmm. But wh- when and how do you plan on telling her that she was carried through someone else? That's a good question. I think it comes down to like the child and her like mental capacity in a sense. Like, can she understand this and be relatable? But I mean. Our surrogate's going to be involved from day one, you know, till whenever. So I think Stephen might have a better response for that. We we also, we want to start as young as possible mm-hmm. because the younger you know something, it's a lot easier to understand. Mm-hmm. And the concept that you're mommy and daddy's daughter, but mommy has some difficulties physically carrying you. So a friend of ours, you actually were, were uh, raised in her womb. Or you grew up in her womb, but it was just a like a house that you you we rented for a little bit, oh. and then but you're actually ours. Oh. That's amazing. I actually have um a couple more questions. Did you guys put any weird stipulations in contract or tell them verbally like you can't eat? Like for example, we were joking <laughs> before if Lauren was like my surrogate, like I would not want her to eat Burger King. You can't. No, did you guys have any like weird rules or? She asked us, and we could have stipulated a number of things, but we we've seen her three other children, but and they're so beautiful and perfect. We said just do what you did. Whatever you did, you got it, the right recipe. I think one of the things that ends the agreement, though, is like no jumping on a trampoline. Like oh, that's yeah, something like yeah, no swimming with sharks. Like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anything else? Now? Yeah, um, I had a million that just left my head. Of course, <laughs> that's a good second. answer. Um, what was I just gonna ask? Oh, I forgot now. Uh oh. oh no. Can she dye her hair? Can she dye her hair? Yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. I, I think so. Uh-oh. Is that something like, that, I don't know. <laughs> if she did it with the other kids, then do it. Okay, that's funny. That's amazing. What, um, what advice do you have to people maybe listening that are interested in getting a surrogate? Um, and Oh, I, I just remembered I was going to ask. What are... I don't want to use the word cons, but what were some things that came up that were unexpected or maybe some obstacles that you went through? Was it all sunshine and rainbows or yeah, were there like, some tough times? Emotionally, did you feel like you did have moments where you were sad that you couldn't carry or was this just something you planned so long throughout your life that it didn't really phase you? Yeah. I've never been that type of woman, I guess, in a sense that has had that need to have a desire to carry. And it's something I, like you said, I kind of always have known growing up. So it wasn't something that really phased me, 
Um, I think the thing that will be unique is us bonding with her because I haven't carried her. Yeah, that's an, that's an uncertainty mm-hmm. that we're looking forward to challenge, you know, looking for that challenge mm-hmm. of the moment in the hospital and, and being there for her first moments. Um, the logistics of milk, of course, yes. yeah. <laughs> is an interesting challenge. Uh, but I was actually surprised with how I didn't necessarily, you know, a lot of people talk about how amazing it is to to feel the kicking and, and, and all of that. And um, I, I'm, I'm sure it is, but not experiencing it, not knowing it, it's something I didn't necessarily miss. Right. What are some other obstacles maybe along the way in the past nine months, like, that you guys maybe had to go through? And did you, if you're okay answering this, did either of you guys have like disagreements about anything along the way? I guess I'm just asking for people thinking of, of doing this, what they're up against potentially. Yeah, I think actually a lot of the, for me, a lot of the obstacles came earlier on rather than after getting through it. I think we spent a lot of time finding the right attorneys and, and going through a couple of different medical, potential medical providers. And some of them we thought weren't giving us the right answers uh, that we expected and, and they weren't very helpful. And so I think something that's really important is finding a medical provider that you bond with, that you feel like really gets you, that's emotionally sensitive to what your needs are. That was something that was a challenge for us to find. And then the attorney as well. You're going to ask a lot of questions and finding one that takes time with you. I think there's a lot of time up front. That's a lot of challenge. But once once the the bread's in the oven baking, um, it was kind of full steam ahead. So now that you have all that planned out and, you know, all those that foundation is in place, do you plan on having another child via surrogacy? We do absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. you guys need to have children, like many, many children. <laughs> don't don't give him any ideas. <laughs> so yeah, and I think too, it was like having just clear communication as well, like with each other, and kind of setting a budget and having that guideline with like surrogate as well to help with maternity clothes and vitamins and things like that too for her. Yeah, good point. If you go independent, one thing that an agency will do for you is they will, they've already thought of all the questions on, well, wait a minute, is this expense include clothes or does it not include clothes? And if you go independent, you've got to be communicative. You have to be open and talk about all that stuff. Um, question, actually, I don't know why I haven't asked this before. Um, you know how you said you were at high risk, Stephanie? Yeah. I have, I have just have this inherent fear that I'm potentially going to be facing issues. Does insurance like cover surrogacy? Is there any type of insurance that covers it? Like if you are at high risk or something like that comes up? What was that at work? Some, some, yeah. Is it your insurance that covers the mom or is it her own insurance? Like, yeah. And does your insurance cover some of the expenses if you are at high risk? It's her insurance. So, yeah. So her insurance is covering kind of like the delivery, things like that. I don't know if ours covered the IVF process, did it? No, no, it didn't. Um, There are some situations where it can, I think, because. There was a level of high risk where she technically could be pregnant. It's a little different um, than like just being higher risk. Um, But what was nice is that at work, I I have some um, reimbursement that I get 
um, from surrogacy. So, so certain insurance absolutely will reimburse it. And from work that they can. But what was nice too with the one that we went through was they actually have kind of like their own insurance policy. Like you obviously paid a little bit extra for it, Mm -hmm. but it, if like, basically if the procedure didn't work, you could redo it again, basically free of charge. Oh, amazing. Wow. That's That's incredible. Um, yeah. Another question I had for you, Stephanie, and I don't know if you face this, Steve, but I feel like I just kind of feel like potentially it's more prevalent among women, but were you ever, um, was it hard to tell your friends? You know how some people are, are scared yeah. to share things on Facebook, even when they themselves yeah, are absolutely. pregnant. Like what was that like, as far as like telling your friends and family? No, no, totally. I get that there. I feel like there's kind of a stigma about it in a sense, but it's becoming kind of like you said, Kim and Kanye and the, the celebrity thing now. I, I think more. Cameron Diaz. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's becoming more aware and it's becoming a more normal thing. So, um, we actually kept it. We did tell people we were expecting because technically it is our child. Yeah. Um, but once we kind of got to that point where she was obviously showing more, and we, we talked about it and we're like, okay, now we're ready to make it public. I mean, family, close family and friends obviously knew, but eventually we decided to go public because I would get those looks of, oh, you're pregnant. And they would look at my stomach and it was just to the point where it was a little bit awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we just decided to make it public and she was open about it too. And when so did were- you do that in the process? Um, I think like when she was like 21 weeks, maybe a little bit earlier. It was definitely gradual. We, we started with the concept of once something is out there, you can't take it back. And we wanted to make sure the surrogate was okay with any information along the way. So the first couple of weeks... Just family knew. As she started to show, it got a couple more people knew. And then we had a baby shower. And that's when we really felt comfortable with the gender reveal, with the baby shower. It it, it was a natural, gradual process. Um, I think the baby shower was probably when it went full-blown public. Mm-hmm. But social media, we kind of like announced it before the baby shower and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Good. Um, my final that- question for you guys is the final question that I had for our surrogate before. How does um, your surrogate, how is she explaining to her own children mm-hmm. what she's doing now? No, it's good. I like that. Um, they, The boys know, like, this is not their sister. They know who we are. Um, she's very clear about, you know, this is their mommy and daddy and we're carrying this for them because they can't have their own child. And even her sons are like, are we going to get to see London? Like when she's born, like, are we going to be a part of their family? Aww. Like, they, they, it's cute. The youngest. It's like, yeah, you kids. can marry her even if you want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we might go with that. Yeah. You could You're be, adorable. She could be, birth- we could be birthing your future wife. I, know. <laughs> I wish my but, mom would have done that for me. Shit. The, the youngest. Uh, he he's a little too young to understand much. When he said, "I don't want a sister," <laughs> <laughs> the mom said, "It's okay. It's not yours. You're not getting theirs." One. Yes, That's so funny. So he was very happy about that. I'm happy that it wasn't theirs. <laughs> well, Stephanie, season, Stephen, season, season, Stephanie and Stephen, Stephanie and Stephen. You guys have been an ultimate joy. 
a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your intimate story. I'm so excited for you. Please send us photos of London okay. when she's born. I, I like. I, I'm so invested in her entire life from this moment forward. <laughs> we also want a photo of just you two right now. Yes. <laughs> Please right, text us. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks Bye. for coming. Love you. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bye. Thank you for your time. Bye. Bye. I mean... They're adorable. I mean, what a little man. catch, you know? I mean, and this is just through their voice. I mean, I it's know. like so funny. How, what a sweetness. I mean, they're both so sweet, but like, you can hear the excitement in Steve. And yeah. like, I'm so happy he's having a daughter. I feel yeah. like he's going to spoil the shit out of her. Well, we answered the phone. I know we weren't recording this part, but like, they both got on the phone and they were just like super thrilled. They're like, hey, we're so excited. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So sweet. Well, I really like this podcast. I, I really didn't, had, didn't know anything I about wasn't sure if we could learn a whole hour on it but we sure did i mean we could learn a whole hour about anything i guess, I guess so we learned a whole hour about cbd lauren yeah <laughs> lauren wants to be a surrogate now. yeah all i learned is that i can't be one well not yet no, at some point Oh, we'll see how long think, it takes. I think, well, I, just want, I think she wants a baby in her now. <laughs> she does. You're going to be such a good caregiver. I also could use $40,000. <laughs> oh, my God, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren you the right reason. Be a surrogate for the right reason. Yeah. That's funny. I'm sure they have those memes on their message boards. That would be such... Are there any surrogate reality shows? No, but like... I would... I know this is so mean, but like... Watching someone like tell someone else how to live their life because they're carrying their child is like that's such good, good television. Good that's pretty. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I think I just should go back on the Kim and Kanye thing for a minute. I think that they did have an agency. They went through an agency yeah. and they paid them base. Yeah, hundred yeah, I mean, percent. That's just what you do. Yeah. And I probably that's probably the most regulated safe way for Kim and Kanye yeah. to do it. I would be scared to be their surrogate. Yeah. Because yeah. God forbid anything happened, I'd be so scared. Do you remember, like when they first announced they're having one, um, we were just—I think we were all talking about like how demanding Kanye must be over that woman. But do you, do you think? Oh, you know, a question we didn't ask: like, if you're going through an agency, do you meet the parents before? Or is there a case where they just have random... it and then you meet them after, kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, like after I bet you you probably meet with them long. to make sure it's a match. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, but darn, wow, wow, how did we go through that? Fascinating. Well, <laughs> love you guys. Love Thanks you. for Thank listening you so much. Um, again, follow our Instagram. I don't get a podcast, and our Facebook group, and all of us on Instagram. And we hope to see you at the live podcast February sixth. Yeah, you guys. I know some of you have flown before, and if you find a cheap play, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll encourage it. Yeah. Bye. First twenty five people get a sweater. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't get it. Podcast.